0: Three, two, one. One, one, one. digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Let's take it back.
1: Well, we keep getting more and more official. I, I just, I just get in there, baby look, steps. I look, I look. Oh, man, <laughs> look at that. Bean boxes, <laughs> rhythm, music. Big. World premiere, Naki's new intro, man. Dope. Thank you, sir. for creating a new intro beat that we won't get sued on. I love it. I love it.
0: You should see. You should see the uh, digging in the crates uh, email. They got us for Prince. They got us for. Oh Prince. God! <laughs> really? They found oh, yeah. them all, huh? They blacked <laughs> us for everybody. I mean, Biz Markie, I mean, <laughs> just, the list goes
1: those, on. They don't play. You can't play somebody else's music on any of these formats to save your life. They're like, I'm trying to expose this music. Like, uh, That's awesome. They. Like, no, they don't need those- you. Go to them if you want to know our playlist. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're taping. Happy
2: Wednesday, you guys.
1: Uh, this is Podcast Numero Dos, right? Yep. Our second one. All right. Cool. It's
0: number two for slow people.
1: Number <laughs> two. I think I messed it all up. I I, I think I did an ocho cinco. That is it. Numero two. Ocho cinco. Well, eight minus. Let me see. Five is, and then you have. To,
0: yeah, that's two. But you gotta forget you gotta carry the one
1: carry the one <laughs> hey man you so I was I was uh, I read this story today on the radio this morning man it was hilarious it, it's uh so check this out have you ever been in a love triangle? Mm. the answer if, 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 if anybody if uh, this was the question I posed today were you ever yeah have you ever been in a love triangle and uh, the statistic is 37 of people say they've been in the love triangle at some point in their life and they almost evenly split between people who were competing for someone else you know that one person or being the person that had two people competing for them so it's, it's kind of an even split um yeah so octagon yeah. You were knocking on? Man. <laughs> it's in the Thunderdome.
2: Out of holes, man. I'm <laughs> <Thunderdome>. <laughs> My
1: early DJ days.
2: Right.
1: Uh, it, yeah, it, <laughs> it was. It was Mad Max. I was Mad Max from the
2: Thunderdome. <laughs> oh, <Earth>. Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> no. Man. I was I Mad Max.
1: Man, I was, I was Dr. Dirty, man. Oh, I was. <laughs>
2: I was a horrible, I was a horrible, horrible
1: person back in the day. Capital D. Oh, you know, you always got to, the D is the most important part. You always got to play the D. (laughs) Anybody can get it. Yeah, so I posed that question, man, and, and, and people were like going, it was funny because ladies, most ladies were like, no, I've never been in a situation like that. And I'm like, uh... Yes, you were. <laughs> you know, right in. I love trying Yeah,
0: that's so, uh I think that's a, a very uh I would say challenging question to ask because a lot of people in their current situations would be afraid to tell the truth. Tell the truth. So you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean you know, I, I'm an open book.
0: Like I said man you know
1: being a dj and being on the radio uh, you know years ago i was, ago, I, was, I, was <laughs> I, I was i was the guy every parents warned their daughter about hey listen if you can get through the 80s and 90s without you know too much damage you're okay you're okay cuz remember the late 80s were taking if you were doing that you could have you know got the uh the three, the three letter got the hookup. Like, <laughs> I mean, there were so many people were so casual about their sex back then, too.
0: That, oh, yeah, it was hmm. it was it was uh, falling
1: out. they were falling out.
0: It was a crazy time. I mean, even though in the 80s, I was, you know, a, a young, a youngster. Uh huh. I still was, uh you know, conscious to what was going on because I had two older brothers.
1: Yeah, that's and,
0: good. Uh, you know, our house was like Hotel Central. Yeah.
1: You know, I think about it and I think about the, uh, you know, the work I put in back in the day. Uh, <laughs> I just. Doing work. Uh, Listen, we had. Th- this is how crazy it was. Oh, well,
0: strip pole. Okay. Like,
1: uh oh. I'm not going to get like really, really like raunchy, but I'll, I'll put it out there like this. Back then, everyone was worried about AIDS. So, Trojan became like a big sponsor for all kinds of events. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we were doing like the AIDS dance-a-thons and all this stuff with radio stations. Yeah. And so Trojan was like a huge sponsor. Man, Trojan delivered probably like 10 cases of condoms to the radio station. <laughs> Man. I took Three cases home myself. <laughs> oh, God. Oh <laughs> I blew through those. I blew through those cases, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Those cases are gone.
2: <laughs> you went through them. Huh? <laughs> uh, nope. I
0: would. I would w- have to say uh, next to Wilt Chamberlain, uh, you you probably. Uh,
1: man, nervous. I Pee Wee. Man, I say Pee Wee. What you doing? <laughs> <right?">
0: <laughs> I mean, but you gotta think about it, man. It was. I-, I don't know if it was easier back then, or or is it easier now?
1: But I think. And I, it's, it, I don't want to sound like I'm that old head, ba- you know, bashing, but Here we go. now the work is different. They they don't have to, like, court somebody not to take them to the movies. They don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. They just send a picture of their junk and they go, you down tonight. We're hooking up tonight. Dirt, Take a picture and like, oh, yeah, OK, yes or no.
0: <laughs> but what if it's not their junk?
1: It's never their junk. It's somebody else's junk. <laughs> right. Someone's sending their own junk. Someone's sending somebody else's. Even the girls, are like, that's not her.
0: Right. Catfishing. <laughs> I don't know. But all think about fishiness. it. Do you that's think they is. care?
1: They just know what it means. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just they're think. Just that, like, uh, hey, it's on. Yeah. I, I think that these kids, especially since they're so sexually charged right now, that it's not like before we're. A girl had a boyfriend you know what i mean they, they they had a boyfriend they kind of stayed with that boyfriend or the guy had a girlfriend he kind of stuck with that girlfriend they're like jumping all jumping from one person to another right now and it's i think it's more they're, i think they're more active
0: it, it's it's definitely a different time because it, it's probably much easier for this generation to you know navigate i think get- so I think it's. I mean, because you know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. You used to have to Mack them down back then. You had to have some game.
1: You had to. You <laughs> had to have a mouth. But you don't have to be able to talk to another person anymore. You used to have to. You used to have some. You know, game. Remember that, right. was, that was. have good. it. I mean, you gotta have some game.
0: Because they're not falling for it.
1: No, no. they no. didn't
0: fall for it back no, then. You, you, you had. To, you really had to to put in work. To put in work.
1: Man, I had to break out my business card constantly. Billy Biddall, <laughs> radio station you see that man. title
2: right there? <laughs> you see so that? I, I, got, I, I got a quick
0: story, right? When I was working at a radio station in Chicago, there was this one DJ. He was on the radio like every day, right? Huh. This guy used to wear the station jacket.
1: Oh, yes. And
0: he used to get all the girls because yeah. he walked around with that <laughs> jacket. And I asked him, I said, why do you always wear this jacket, man? And then he showed me his phone. I yeah. said, "Oh, <laughs> oh, I got it." Because he had you a get, lot
1: of like. You're like, you got that in an extra large, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? So it's like you know, when you show on a business card, this guy was a walking billboard. When they saw that jacket, they knew it was exclusive. They knew he had to be affiliated. Then when they found out who he was,
1: it was, they it was just a lot more. They right, just
0: jumped into his arms.
1: Yeah, listen. I had the radio station jacket plus back then every record label was sending me jackets. Those Letterman jackets I had right. every record you know company Letterman jacket. And then uh, I don't know if you remember the movie uh, Coach Carter. Yes, yes, Sam so, Jackson. So know, Sam Jackson. So I know Ken Carter. He had a, a, a clothing store here in Richmond. Oh wow! He would do, like the embroidery and and, and t shirts and stuff like that. So. Coach Carter made my uh, k Jams baseball hats. You might see some of the old school wow, that's dope. on my, uh, my Instagram and Facebook with that hat. I had a couple of these hats. Oh, man, I should go over the house and go get it. I still have them. These wow. hats, these hats were money. I'd put that hat on anywhere I went. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's instant. <laughs> it, it's instant. And then this one guy, you know, the station used to give out these gold pins that you pin on your shirt, that had uh-huh. the station. Yeah, I got uh, the... You got, got one. that too? Yeah, I, I had that too, but I never <laughs> wore it, right? This guy had the jacket, the hat, and yeah. he had the pin. He made sure. Yes. They knew.
1: He's official. Who
0: he, he was official.
1: He's like, wait a minute. That <laughs> mi- that little mixer don't have that gold pin, does he? He doesn't have the gold pin, does he? Yes. I have got frequent flyer miles.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I, I actually got the gold pin from uh, the station, uh, it's it's around here somewhere, but I, I never wore it because it's like I I, I always thought it was for formal wear. Yeah, this yeah, guy wore it on everything. He wore it on cross <laughs> colors. Uh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I have the the pin. We even had watches. You know what? I should I should run in the house. Nah, I don't want to go now. But next time I'll bring it on. I've got the watch that had the the radio station on the watch. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I had jacket i had the hats made in fact my hats were so on fire that rick chase you know he was like our big crazy you know he was the dj and he got you know rest in peace but rick chase was the dj in the bay area back in the day and he was like man billy you got to give me some of those hats because you know he saw how much how much action the hat is because when you're out in public nobody knows <laughs> you're just walking around in public yeah they say a hat with the radio station uh, logo on it and your name there. Man, come on! I was getting hooked up. I'd go to the mall, man, you, man. I go to the mall. I got. I'm walking out with three pairs of shoes going to the mall.
0: Well, see, yeah, when you when you getting like goods, it's different, you know what I'm saying. But when it comes down to hooking up and trying to get, you know, the honeys, you got to really like, uh,
1: yeah, you still have you to, know,
0: get- to to get in there. So uh, I can remember. You know, we used to wear the T-shirts. We used to wear uh, hats. We used—I mean, we we really w- was proud, yeah. You know, because it wasn't a hundred percent because of who we worked for. It was what we could get because of what we worked. You know how we work, and and that's well how that,
1: a lot of people get into radio in the first place. It's like no one really from the beginning is getting in to get paid. I used to sleep at the radio station. I was just happy to be a part of it and just be an intern and 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 being there and being a part of that 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 team and the family that radio family you know you and then to be able to say you were part of that man forget about it
0: the whole triangle thing that you brought up
1: earlier (laughs) he's all that you brought up well yeah, no, i mean that's no i'm just playing (laughs) But, yeah. You brought up that uh, love triangle. Thing. But when you think
0: about it, at a certain level, like we were at that time, triangles didn't exist for us. It was above that.
2: You had octagon, so I was definitely,
0: definitely <laughs> octagon, definitely UFC style, all sweat. Yeah, it was,
1: it was like, someone's coming out beaten, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's crazy. Did you guys check out the uh, Salt and Pepper Lifetime show?
2: No. No.
1: I've been meaning to for sure.
2: Big expose.
0: I think the main thing that I got from it was the amount of people that was together before they made it. They worked at a Sears call center. And so it was Salt and Pepper, it was Kid and Play.
1: They all worked at the Sears call center?
0: Martin Lawrence worked at the Sears call center with them. Great. And and Herbie, uh, Lovebug was there. He he worked there. So all of them worked together.
1: Was we'll their boss at Bob? that
0: particular time? Huh?
1: He must have been their boss at the call center. <laughs> right. No, he was actually just a regular
0: worker. And him and Salt was dating. Oh, okay. okay. They got the first break. Right. And they had Martin open for them.
1: Yeah, man. I I just I know that I I hear it and I've seen it and I've I've seen some little things on like you know YouTube and stuff about. Spinderella being real salty about the situation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Spin the oh! salty. <laughs> they did a little
0: dirty.
1: You have a group and you've got a couple rappers. You're doing all the music and you have a DJ that, that plays when you guys go out and does, does a little cutting with the two songs that you've made in the studio. That versus going in and going, hey, I'm writing lyrics for my verse. I'm writing some of that music for our next single. It's a big
2: difference, right? Did she she write? had
0: a verse on What a Man.
2: Was it on a soundtrack? Was it on like Waiting to Exhale or something like that? I, I,
0: probably. I, I don't I don't know. I, I know it's it was on the, on the album.
2: It's moving. It's moving. Oh, but yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole thing is it's like, yeah, she was salty about the way she was perceived because the whole thing about it was she was a part of the group. It was not like, okay, um, you're just going to be, we're going to hire you to be the DJ. Once it passed that point, she was a part of the group, even though Salt and Pepper is the name, she was still a part of that entity.
2: But she, but so I think to now I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm not, I'm not saying this should because I'm a DJ, so I'm not saying this should go one way or the other. But devil's advocate, okay, she's a part of the group Salt and Pepper and Spinderella, the DJ. If she's not contributing in the studio, she's not going to get paid on the songs. She, Correct. According, to, according to Salt got paid on every appearance on every concert they went to she was paid to be on stage with them so she did because this. that
0: was the that was the agreement. See Herbie wrote a lot of the records himself.
2: Mm-hmm. He
0: wrote a lot of the he wrote most of the verses. It wasn't to maybe the, the third album when Salt and Pepper stopped with the, the album that had shoop that's when they start writing and doing stuff theirself you okay. know, and incorporating with him. But the first go around with like Pushing and all those records that they started with, Herbie did the writing right. and he did the producing. So it was more so like, hey, you guys just perform these lyrics. You guys are going to
2: play the bass. bass. Right.
0: And I'm going to pay you to perform these lyrics. Right. So that was the agreement. So she was a part of that once they... Got her in and solidify her as the third member of Salt and Pepper, and not just a DJ.
2: There's paperwork that says she's the third member of Salt and Pepper.
0: All the money that they were receiving until they broke up, they were splitting it three ways. Until Salt and Pepper was like, "Nah, we we just go. We want to just pay her a fee." The same situation happened with Boys to Men, um, with Mike, the guy who sings bass. When he
1: is that why he left? Is that why he left the group?
0: Well, he left the group because he had a back issue right. with his I he
1: had a back problem or something.
0: Right. So once he got that corrected, it was. We're
1: not letting group... you back in? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, they actually was going to let him back in a group, but they was going to just pay him a fee.
1: Oh, that's horrible. Dang. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do right. that. To you guys, man. I couldn't do it.
0: This is the guy you went to school with. This was yeah. your homie. You went to I school. have to let him back in no matter what. But they, Yeah, they, right? How they,
1: do you just switch like that?
0: They didn't come to an agreement on he wanted to get an equal part. And they was like, nah, because we only did like maybe three albums together. And then after those three albums, I think Boys to Men may have did five or six more with just them three. So they felt it wasn't
1: fair. Yeah, they, they had Did they have the big ones with like Mariah Carey and everything too?
0: They didn't have the big records without them. I, I don't think they had a big record.
1: Well, then what's the deal? Them, give them, give them a, a, a cut. I mean, well, that... you
0: know, it's kind of like, you know, if everybody's getting 33 and a third percent, now your percent's going to get kicked down to 25 because you're bringing this guy back.
1: Yeah.
0: It's kind of like, you know, you're accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle. You I may know. not want to go back to that.
1: Mm. that that's, say, why, that's why I can't get divorced. My wife is like, I'm accustomed to a certain life. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey man.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, shoot. I'm keeping you then. <laughs>
0: hey, same, same here, man. It's like, hey, you know, because I don't want to be kicked back to no percent.
1: <laughs> Man, I don't want to have to live in my garage. Like I don't want to bring the bed out here. That's 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 the lifestyle I don't want to be accustomed to.
0: Right. So with all that going on, um, with the way it was done, um, with Salt and Pepper Kid and Play, um, Dana Dane was there. So Salt and Pepper came. I think their first record was in maybe eighty eighty six. Yep. Then Dana Dane was eighty seven. Kid and Play was eighty eight, and it's funny because one of Dan and Dame's videos, I forgot the song Kid and Players in the Background posing as the band.
1: Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, you know, here's one Got thing on. I'm gonna put out there. If it wasn't for a DJ here in the Bay Area, Cameron Paul, salt and pepper wouldn't have blown up. Right, they a- just
0: they just been a condiment.
1: Yeah, they they, they would have just <laughs> there was no hot sauce in there. It was just salt and pepper. It's pretty plain. <laughs> pretty- <laughs> no, if he didn't Take that song and remix that song and play the hell out of it on on the radio station. At the time, it was KSOL, I believe. If he didn't play it on KSOL as many times as he was playing it, and it got the love, and he was a Billboard reporter, um, it wouldn't have blown up because. And it was weird to me because they never ever really acknowledged him. They never they paid him like a thousand dollars a fifteen. They never acknowledged him that he was the reason. That they, it's 100%. He is the reason that song blew up.
0: A lot of DJs break records, shoot someone's career to the top, don't get mentioned. I saw a, uh, a documentary on Shaggy. Huh? It wasn't you? <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> but I, I saw this documentary on him, and I was very happy about a guy from Hawaii. Shaggy had signed a deal. He put some records out. The records didn't do well. Uh and so when he put the record out it wasn't me was a b-side of the record that they was trying to push the guy in hawaii started playing it wasn't me right and they highlighted the guy they put him on they gave him his his shine and he was saying how the calls were blowing up and people were like you know who was this guy who was it was the song what is the song and it just really blew up and that was the song that Save shaggy's career he actually says that he actually pays homage to that dj that actually played that record so i feel most artists that get success like a salt and pepper which cameron paul was a big help in jump starting their career yeah. as far as radio goes they should be you know if not taken care of acknowledged for, pay, for respect,
1: pay respect to you know to say you know hey thank you so much for this Right. This DJ who believed in us did this. And that's all. He you know, I mean he's passed, but I'm just saying
0: Did he I, even get a plaque?
1: He got a plaque, but you oh, know yeah, that's cool. I, I just think that and that was from the record label. That wasn't something like oh and, directly from the group,
2: right? No, and, and uh love us he didn't want to have his name on the remix. He w- he was like fighting the the next plateau about putting his name on the remix. It was wild, man. It was it was wild to me.
1: But, you know, a lot of times the ego gets involved and it, you know, kind of twists the way you think. I'll tell you something about breaking an artist, um, with just love, showing love is, um, so Biggie, notorious B I G, he was label mates with Craig Mack. Craig Mack popped first. Craig, flavoring the air, was all over the radio. So there was a guy working the record named Rob Stone. I don't know if you know Rob Stone. Rob Stone owns Fader Magazine, and I heard him, yep. so Rob used to be, um, you know, uh, promotions for Bad Boy. So he'd come out and he'd bring all the the product and stuff for Bad Boy, and and he was like, "Hey man, Billy, I, I need some help with the um, Notorious B.I.G. Juicy because I need help with it, man, because nobody on the West Coast was playing Juicy, nobody at all. There was a, wasn't getting played on any radio stations. Everybody was was dialed in. And focused on that Craig Mack song because that Craig Mack song, was it was fire. It, no, it was fire. It would go. It was fire, man. And Juicy was almost opposite on that vibe, right? It was a little bit more laid back. It was an in an May track, you know. It was just really like kind of, kind of. It was slower. So, I was at the time I was doing overnights on the radio. So, if you don't know what overnights are, it's it's the uh, shit shift in radio. Right. But
0: it's where you, when you go to, to sleep and when you wake up, you still
1: never hear me. <laughs> that, it's, where you to learn. it's where you get to learn how to do radio. It's where yep. you get you get to make mistakes and you get to push buttons and, and talk and cra- you know crack the microphone and talk to people. And, and you know why? Because no one's listening. That's right. But you know what? Back in the day you'd had <laughs> here's the here's the crazy thing about overnights. The people that do listen to overnights are nuts. It's they strange, are strange, yes, totally nuts, and they listen to every word you say. I had I, stalkers coming out after me, in overnight, it's like crazy stalkers because I was. Man, I know the feeling. Um, but long story short, or sh- you know, longer, longer, something like that. Uh, Rob Stone says I need some help with this record. I said, well, I like, I actually like the record. You know, we're not playing it, so he goes, you know, just do me, do me, you know, some solids on the request sheet because back then it was a printed request sheet. You know, you'd write down the art, you know, who, you know, they called what song they were Mm. requesting and you would write it in and then you would turn that in to the program director. So I was like juicing the request sheet and then we had the song and I started playing the song. And back then it took a little longer for the the program director to know you were playing a song. I I think sound scan or whatever it was back then it took a couple of days for the program director to actually see the song being played on the radio station. He calls me into his office, Uh a guy named Dave shakes calls me in his office. Hey Billy, um, what, what, what is this song? I go, Oh man, I'm getting tons of requests for it. He goes, you're playing it. I go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> playing, it. I'm playing it like, you know, in overnights. And he goes, is it good? I go, yeah, yeah, it's good. He goes, okay, well, you know, do me a favor. Don't, don't just play songs that, you, you know, that, that we're not, we're not, we're not are in rotation. You know, you could do it in the mix shows and stuff. But you know, you just don't put it on the, you know, radio. We gotta, we gotta talk about all this stuff wow. first. I go, oh, okay, cool, no problem. Song goes in. Oh, wow. I put it in. And I'm supposed to get a plaque, man. I'm like, man, I can't wait for that. You didn't plaque. get a plaque? Nope.
0: That's bogus.
1: Not everyone got their plaques, evidently, or else it came and I never got it. You know what I mean?
0: You know what? Let me call Diddy real quick. Let
1: me uh, Diddy say, man, you know that juicy. (laughs) I've
0: been looking for I got this
1: in my house this whole time. Right. You know
0: what I'm saying? That's 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 a great story, but
1: that's a that's a true story. That's a story on how a DJ and a radio station can influence people's perception of a of a song because I got plenty of those stories. That song, and it's like a lot, it's weird because sometimes you'll hear a song. And and you'll go, man, that song sucks. It just, why are they playing that record? That song is horrible. The hundredth time you heard that song, you go, man, that song is going. I love that song. (laughs) That's my jam. (laughs)
0: That's my jam.
1: jam. I can't believe they're playing it again. I'm so happy (laughs) to play it again. It's like the hundredth time today they played that song. But Mm. music is weird. Sometimes, even a bad song played enough, it leaves an imprint on your brain. You're like, actually, I kind of like that song.
0: It's something about that radio, man. It just, you know.
1: I, it, it, there, There is magic when it comes to radio. There really is. Yeah, it's man. magical that you could put a song on and play the hell out of it, even though it could be like a mediocre song. It's like all of a sudden it's like, wow, I love that. How come I love this song so much? And I don't know if it's the repetition hearing it so many times. That's I mean, so- the song has to have some legs to stand on. No, there's it no does. Difference. It
0: has to be, but That's yeah, it. I get you.
1: But even though you might have said, man, I, there's no way I'm going to play that song. And then, you know, a month later, you're like going, man, I got to play that song. If I don't play that <laughs> song, I'm missing, you know?
0: Right. You're the only one in the world not playing it. And, I,
1: uh, play I don't know why I'm not playing it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and another crazy thing that uh, the, the perception that people have about radio, it's like, despite all the mediums that's going on with streaming and, you know, this and that, radio is still the biggest medium. I mean, 220 million people listen weekly.
1: Ninety seven percent of people get their information from radio. 90, right, that's
0: more than streaming. That's more than YouTubing and, you know, all these different things. And radio is still powerful, even though the business of radio has changed.
2: Right. Right.
0: Significantly, but it's still a powerful tool. And I really think artists that are, you know, aspiring artists that are looking to get ahead and try to, you know, get their career jumped off. You have to add that element into what you're trying to do instead of just, I'm going straight to streaming. I'm gonna rely on that. I'm gonna rely on YouTube to pump me up. That's cool. You need all that as well. But radio definitely has to be in there somewhere. There,
1: there's something about radio that tells you as an artist you have arrived, right? And when you're yep. on radio, even though you might have a million streams, if you're not being played on radio, you really haven't arrived yet. And, and there's a reason. And there's, but trust me, there's artists out there that have a million streams that aren't being played on radio. Uh, plenty. Right? plenty,
0: plenty, plenty. Um,
1: plenty. And a million streams seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. But it's not enough to move a record label, like Ooh. to sign you, right? A record label was like, hey, I got a million streams. record label was like, oh, great. Call me when you have 2 million or 10 million streams.
2: Yeah, but they're right. not calling them anymore.
1: No, keep working they're, on it. They're making well, it in their closets is- and stuff, and they're ca- getting cashed out that way. They're, they're doing it. Look at Billie Eilish, no? yeah, A, a million streams. How much is a million streams, Mackie? How much money is that?
2: All I'm saying That's, is she got paid by doing this in her bedroom. So she's $1,000? one of those artists.
0: Almost a thousand bucks, maybe. I mean that's nothing, man. If you sold a million records at two dollars a pop, that's two million dollars. And it's 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 a tricky business, and I really think streaming is. uh,
1: I'm I'm fifty-fifty. Billie Billie Eilish is big because she has a record company behind her. Her Right,
0: but you know who 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 who's big without the record? Who was big without the record company? Was the rapper Russ? Russ did a lot of his stuff before he signed to, uh, I think he was with Columbia. I thought
1: he was on RCA.
0: RCA. I think he's on RCA. One of those labels that he partnered with. But Mm -hmm. he did a lot of his work on his own. Like, you know, this guy sold out Madison Square Garden by
1: himself. Well, I think, so, you know, maybe I'm wrong. I think the next level for these artists is actually doing like a label imprint or signing to a record label because the record label is the one that has the the relationships with radio. They're the ones that are getting seventy spins a week. Uh, independent artists is rarely going to get that sort of acknowledgement or love right out of the box. If you're like on an independent record company, you're going to have a hard time having uh, a sit down meeting with a program director or you know a a, a group of radio stations. It's it's going to be difficult. You might let- get in there but you might you you know you're you're in like a stack of music like you know
0: right you have to be like uh y- your 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 stuff really had to be like popping in order for you being independent and somebody ha- wanting to have a sit down with you to you know elevate you into another level as far as you know where your career is and it's so i mean like I said don't get me wrong i mean i i'm I'm really here for A lot of the artists that, you know, do whatever grinding that they do. Right. But I'm also here for knowing that it's much easier for artists to get their music out than it was back then. And it's not that I'm, you know, against the things that they do. I'm 50-50 when it comes to streaming because I feel like artists, songwriters, producers should be paid more when it comes down to the stream. You know, it's 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 totally ridiculous how much one stream is worth. It's like even, it's not even a half a penny. You can't even break a penny up. So how can you give me below a penny? I don't understand that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, and I don't know. I don't know how they quantify it. I don't know how they, they decide, okay, a stream is only worth X amount of, of dollars. Because that music, Drives people to those particular websites, to those particular platforms. And, you know, there's revenue coming into those platforms. You right? know what the
0: sad thing is, though, Billy? What's that? Do you know how these streaming companies make their money?
1: I'm going to think advertising. I got I to gotta imagine it's advertising. No.
0: Subscription. If you're paying $10 a month for this service, uh-huh and you have 10 million people paying $10 a month, that revenue's coming in every month. So you're going to get the same amount of money every month, kind of like how Netflix is. Netflix can pay Dave Chappelle $40 million for two specials because they get net in this um every month.
1: Well, so, i say the platform is free right now. That's amazing. Pornhub. Pornhub is free.
0: I'm telling
1: you, it's free. uh, And I don't understand how they're making any money at this point. I heard they've cleared and gotten rid of a bunch of their content too. And I'm like, how how are you guys going to make, how are you making ends meet now, Pornhub? What are you doing to make ends meet? What
0: is Pornhub doing to make ends meet? meet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I, I, I looked up ends meet on Pornhub. You had to look that up. It's it's an interesting show. It's called (laughs) (laughs) ends meet. It's it's, it's a whole category into itself.
0: <laughs> but the crazy thing is with these streaming companies, man, the advertising that they do have is like, you know, icing on the cake. It's extra, and for these artists to be struggling, especially in a pandemic where there's no touring,
1: yeah, um, that's the hard thing, man. You that's know, a
0: lot, a lot of these artists really made a living off touring, and now that this
1: the touring is really nice, these '90s artists hit like uh, bigger paydays than they've ever had. It's this a struggle. is struggle. They're they're making more money before the pandemic than they had when their songs first came out. Mm. They were doing so many of those '90s tours, and
0: it was man, they were blowing up. It was like it was a resurgence. Yeah. Every week, it was a new '90s show. Right. I mean, right. I was like, I was very happy about that because. That was one of the, wait, yeah. <laughs> but that was one of the biggest eras. <laughs> you know, that was one of the biggest errors in music, you know, in my lifetime that I feel like, you know, the 90s had a lot of, you know, if not the best music, you know, definitely top, you know, and to see them come out and get these shows and these shows was actually packed, it was people selling out shows. I mean, it was crazy. And to see that all gone and now, you know uh. your streaming numbers are sucking, and you can't really—you're not understanding it because you didn't really rely on it. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's sad, man.
1: Did you watch that verses between uh, Keisha Cole and uh Brandt? I mean, and- <laughs> oh, my
0: oh my goodness! I tuned in when you guys—you know—it was me about funny, it. man.
2: Just hanging was, out with you guys watching it. It was the
0: worst. <laughs> it was the worst.
1: I think that as much oh, money as man. Apple Music has. And listen, I know Larry Jackson, Larry Jackson that, that helps put those things together or he put those things together. You know, um, I just think Apple Music has so much money and such an amazing platform that they would be able to say, we're sending you a technician here, <laughs> right. five wi- Wi-Fi hotspots, <laughs> hazmat suits, if they need yeah. to. Right. <laughs> a crew of guys they are going to be in all white hazmat suits. They're going to dial in. <laughs> In fact, we're bringing the network to you. We've we've partnered with Verizon Wireless, and we're bringing in 17 hotspots. You will never have, uh, you know, glitches or
0: right any issues. You should be good have, to go.
1: They should have, and I and I hope that maybe they they've seen these last this last one especially, and said this this they had a million people or a million or a million and a half people sitting there looking at Ashanti sitting there looking at them like
0: ridiculous that
1: was ridiculous, <laughs> <do you> <laughs> that was
0: ridiculous.
1: <laughs> and then, and then and Keisha then rolls going. in <laughs> Keisha rolls in with super attitude i'm like man I, I i get the i get the oakland thing i get the town thing cuz i'm from the bay i understand it um but you know and it was weird to me because she seemed like she was mad at Ashanti i was like well, what what did ashanti do to you that made you late i mean it it was weird It was a weird Jeez. vibe
0: to me, she seemed like she was on that Whitney and Bobby Brown tip. She had, she was uh.
1: She seemed a little, uh.
0: she seemed off, very off, like something wasn't.
1: The, Listen, I'm not gonna say anything, because I, I, so I live out here in the Bay, man. I don't need anybody knocking on my door. So you uh-huh. talking bad about, I'm like, nope, I wasn't talking bad. I was just curious.
0: Uh, Billy, uh, Keisha calls on line one. <laughs> Damn it! No! Keisha, what's going on? <laughs> you, mother, mother. Yeah, seriously. Keisha, <laughs> Man, I, I picked you, to win. <laughs> you just got here. How you
1: mad? <laughs> it's wild to me because I'm watching that and it just feels like it's, you know, you know it's a train wreck. You already when when somebody's that late, you already know it's going to be a train wreck. Right. You're watching it because you want to watch the carnage. You want to see the blood. You want to see Uh, a limb, a missing off the
2: (laughs) the person, (laughs) the explosion,
1: or, or, you know, you want to see a a nip slip or something. You, you're just waiting where we're, you're waiting for something to happen. And it just, it felt to me all like they could have done so much better. Right. And, And moving forward, I would say, get a crew and you, you have enough money. You could send somebody to one site, and you can send somebody to the other side if they're not going to be in the same room together. So far, the best ones have been when they're in the same room, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, then you have a little more control over the sound. I just think the sound quality, and we're talking about the music industry. We're talking about people who are professionals in the music industry having the shittiest sound on the planet. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. How, how people who put together the, the biggest concerts, who represent the biggest artists, have the shittiest sound how does that make sense
0: it doesn't <laughs> that's just like yeah it doesn't make sense i i really feel like uh, they dropped the ball on that because it should be flawless Absolutely. and, I, and you know these artists are being paid you know some way somehow they, they're they not just showing up mm. you know and donating their time
1: but, but let me ask you this make, let me let me let me think big picture here, because I'm just thinking what makes me happy. What's gonna make me happy when I'm watching one of these shows? Maybe they like it, the shit show. Maybe they like the fact that somebody's Wi-Fi is gonna be so <laughs> bad, that people are gonna talk shit about the Wi-Fi. They're like, man, you see Teddy's Wi-Fi? He didn't even know his own password. And this is like, like that. That was a, a thing all into itself where someone has such bad Wi-Fi that it becomes its own, like, monster. It <laughs> <up in>
2: <laughs> right?
0: Right, because when you think about it, good press and bad press is still press. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. getting your maybe name out. Oh. Maybe, maybe that's it. Because that makes, if if I was to look at it, like, and from that standpoint, then that makes sense. Because you can have somebody coming in. Because the artist, I think you want to see the artist have a meltdown. You want to have this person. <laughs> right. You, you want to have this person who you think you put yeah. on a... You're like, oh, this person is so this and so that, and then you see the real person like lose their shit over Wi-Fi. It's
2: good that's for not,
1: That's probably funny because nothing is funnier than seeing a human being lose or, or an artist act like <laughs> a human being. Like, man, I'd do the same shit. I would be breaking something. I would have took the microphone and threw it through the, the camera. And if my Wi-Fi was so <laughs> jank, because
0: <laughs> this is supposed to be a big moment for you and. You can't convey your message to the audience because of Wi Fi,
2: <laughs> Wi Fi,
0: yeah. That, that's uh, they definitely have to get that together. I think you know, they had a few runs where they had some good ones, like I really love the Jeezy and um, Gucci man. That
1: was but like, there, but man. you know, there, there was a narrative there too, right? There was right a, the narrative could, was there, right? Yes, there could be funk, there could be yeah. some real,
0: yes, real Talk blood about UFC. and I watched it all the way through because I just hoping knew it.
1: Hoping you something were hoping was going, gunplay. I wasn't
0: hoping for it, but I was just looking to see, like, man, <laughs> something may jump off in this joint, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But to see them perform so icy together after all these years, I think that was a big moment for hip-hop.
2: Yeah, you know, definitely. As far as,
0: you know, it was definitely good to see that you could put your differences aside and, and come together and just, you know, let's let's try to, you know, bury the hatchet. So I think that was dope.
1: I think what they should do, and now this, now this is counterintuitive to me because I'm a DJ, but what they should do is eliminate the DJ. These DJs yeah, yeah. are trying to go out Right. They're trying to show out and and, uh, you know, they're cutting up, and they're scratching over the top of the people are, are, are talking or singing. I'm like, no, no, it's you know, it's not it's not your moment. It's not the DJ's moment. It's these artists moment. And the artists are so comfortable because it takes a load off of them. by having that DJ, they have to be a little more uncomfortable and say, listen, I got like a 20 song dat set that I'm about to run through right now or CD set or however they're doing MP3 set. I've got a 20 song set I'm going to run through. You just push play on this next song. When
0: or I... they can hire a DJ that knows its place. A DJ that can just get in there and play whatever th- that that is supposed to be played and not necessarily making it to the point where it's about them. Yeah. What if Apple Music hired a DJ just to do it? You know what I'm saying? You know, not because everybody a, comes with
2: their I own DJ. DJ. Are we talking about DJ, what are we talking about? <laughs> it could
0: be violent all star <laughs> DJs, man. We could be it. we, a, hey, you know what I'm saying? We could be oh. in a place. But when you think about it, you don't want to take a job away from a DJ because no, no, that's arrogance.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But
0: if they was to say, if Apple Music was to say, hey, we're going to hire Billy Vidal, we want you to play these 20 records until the artists arrive. Right. That'd be dope. You know what I'm saying? You know, because, you know, these artists, these DJs, these artists that have their own DJs, it does become a problem and it does become a little irritating to hear them doing the stuff that they're doing and making it about them versus right. about the artists. It's 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 bad.
1: Awesome. It's yeah, the bad. thing about uh, the two short E-40 verses is that the DJs they used know how to play in clubs too. So they were playing like right. West Coast, basically Bay Area bangers while, mm. the, while the guys were warming up. And Too Short told me uh, and when I did the, the little interview with him in E-40, Too Short told me he's the reason that they did that. He said at first when he got there, they were playing like R&B, like smooth joints, you know, like before. <laughs> no, <laughs> seriously, that's what the DJs are playing. And he's like, Damn. oh, man, before we he goes, just play Bay, play all Bay. And Too Short was the one who told them what to do musically.
0: They should have so, been doing that anyway.
1: That's sad yeah, but, that they but did. that's do. the thing. But too short was the one who said, no, you guys at this point on play all Bay. So shout out to too short for that, man. He, he, at least he yeah. recognized it. He's, he's a veteran though. He's a veteran and he understands and he understood the moment. He understood the narrative and he was said he was going to control the narrative of that whole thing.
0: But when you think about it, just like last week, how we were saying, um, about the bpm riders the djs that don't know the music they just ride the bpms
2: uh-huh.
0: if you looked at this versus you would have saw it was all bay area versus it wasn't like it was somebody from another part of the country and right. another part of the country. so it only makes sense to me if I, if i did it if i was a dj or you know to play all that music because right. this is where you are this is You know, this has nothing to do with the South. This has nothing to do with the the East Coast or the Midwest. This is all West Coast, Bay Area music because two of the biggest Bay Area icons in hip-hop are doing the battle today. So it just makes sense to do that. But again, you got DJs make it about them <laughs> all in the video all in the
2: video all
0: on the record <laughs> you know what i'm saying It, it just it, it, you know at some point you have to use your logic and your mind and say hey man i'm gonna just play all this until they tell me not
1: right to. Right. right that's good that's good all right you guys all so right. uh, that was a lot of fun man i'll check you out next week i got some more work to do man more work to do in here
0: oh same here man we all grinding all <laughs> right so grind. until next time
1: Alright. 2, 1, one, one, one. Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates.
0: Digging in the crates. Digging in the crates. Let's take it back.